Hey, this is Dr. Doug, and you're listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast, episode 56. Hey guys, this is Mark. This is Rich. This is Rob. We also have our uh, returning guest who's muted right now. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you, mystery guest? This is Dr. Doug. Good to join you guys. It's been way too long since I've been on with you guys. So Uh, When was the last review we did together? Zack Snyder's Justice League. I was trying to remember if it was that or, or Wonder Woman. I think it was Zack Snyder's Justice League. So that was... A year ago, at least. A year ago, that was what? Exactly like, ago. Valentine's Day ish. No, it was March. It was, it was March. March. Was yeah, it? Oh, okay. Pretty close to a year ago. I actually, I I remember more about 2020 and less about 2021. I think 2021 is just completely gone. <laughs> Strange year. All right, what are we drinking tonight, fellas? <laughs> PBR. Water. Water for me too. I made mm. beer butt chicken, so I was inspired, so I had one. A little Jameson and uh, ginger ale. Boom. Doug, that beard is looking phenomenal, man. I don't get to see it behind that mask all day. Mm. Thank you. I was going to say, I don't know if I've seen yours either. <laughs> Mine's it looking pretty long there. I've never had it this it long is. before. It is. I've, I've <laughs> never had it that long before? No. No, I am I. I have to comb this every morning. That's how long it is. <laughs> yeah. Mark your beard. I'm debating whether sweet. I want to try to go for something that long, so I'll have to hear your experiences with it. You have to have beer butter, yeah. That so get yourself oil. get yourself some some beard butter, and that's all good. Helps uh, when your breast stinks under your mask. You get a nice little aroma of this, so it's a little God. bit better. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Captain, when did you see it on Saturday? Gosh, it was a twelve forty-five showing. Okay. On, uh, on Saturday, I saw it at Phoenix Theaters, the former AMC. Uh, oh, Lennox. Yes, yes. Wait, what's it called? It's not Lennox anymore? It's Phoenix Theaters now. So yeah, AMC closed at some point during the pandemic, and this new group moved in. I hadn't heard of them either. And, was uh, there anything different, or was it all the same inside? It, it pretty much looks the same. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, you go and get your ticket. I bought them online and then picked up the tickets at concessions, and then um, headed over. And uh, pretty empty at my show. And I think there were two other guys there and on one side. I was on the other. So it was pretty, pretty empty. What? Uh, so here's the big question. What did you get a concession and how much did you spend? I actually didn't get anything. So, oh, okay. so I mean, it, it took me a lot just to be like, okay, this is my first time going since before the pandemic. So for, for me, it felt like I was waiting. It's got to be hard for you, man. You were like a three week. You had your like membership pass and everything didn't you i I did yeah that was hard to to lose and uh that was the most disappointing thing is there's no amc super close to me now um yeah so i I don't even know if i'd want to sign back up even you know with things opening back up yeah man i remember when they built lennox i do too huge the number of movies we saw there i mean we saw the remastered star wars there a lot of movies there Anyway, well, I'm glad they opened it back up because that kind of sucked if they weren't going to do yeah. the theaters anymore. All right. So, Mark, when did you see it? I saw it Friday night, opening night at a did theater you, uh... on 19th Street and Broadway. I had never, it's near Union Square. I haven't um, I'd never been to that one before. It was a nice one. Was it an AMC? I thought you were going yeah. to AMC. Okay. It was an AMC. Did and... they ask you to throw away your peanut butter chocolate cake? No, no. I didn't have any cake with me. Um, so I went to go see it and it was a 
awesome theater, awesome seats. It has like a little table thing on it that's attached to it. And you can recline. Mm-hmm. Really, really comfortable. Um, it was a packed, but I had a seat open next to me. So I was able to put my book back because I came straight from work. And it was a packed theater. I sat down after the trailers. It was off to the races. And I waited to the very end. Didn't see it. They didn't. It's not like the MCU where they have like super duper, you know, I think they were tongue and cheek in it a little bit with the goodbye. <laughs> like, it was yeah. like, you poor saps, you sat here for nothing. Yeah. All right, so this is going to be a special episode, am I right, Rich? The return <laughs> of Dr. Doug's Movie Review Corner. Right. So we're going to just talk about the Batman for this entire episode, and then we're all going to go to bed. <laughs> so should we just go around real quick and um but we'll give an overall grade and then kind of dice it up a little bit yeah so i think we first need to say obviously if you haven't seen it then don't listen to this episode so mm-hmm. this is opening weekend we'll be what you'll be publishing this what tomorrow rich uh hopefully if the stars align and i can get it edited tomorrow or leaves tuesday. Their phone on <laughs> tomorrow or tuesday tomorrow or tuesday but you know right at the end of opening weekend so if you haven't seen it yet put this episode off for later all right so um do we want to do out of 10 uh i think that works all right well let's let's let dr doug go first so captain dr doug what would you give it out of 10 after uh and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty details oh, yeah i saw it uh yesterday uh 12 showing and i'll give it a 7 out of 10 overall 7 out of 10 mark I saw it opening night, Friday, when it came out, and I gave it a 9 out of 10. Damn. Rich? Uh, I saw it today at 10 o'clock in the morning, a little Sunday matinee, and I've been thinking all day where I'm going to put it, and I think I'm going to go... Mm. He's still thinking about it. I'm going to have to go 7 out of 10. Uh, I was sitting uh, two seats down from Rich at 10 o'clock in the morning on this Sunday matinee. Saw it at Crosswoods. I got to um, yell that for not having my mask on when I went in. It's all right. You'll, it's okay. Um, and, you know, I think I want to give this uh, a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, I'm really close to an 8. Really? Wow, I was the only person I gave it a high school. Okay. <laughs> So why don't we start with, and we can go in the same order. Let's put the caution label up again. Spoiler alerts. Don't listen to this if you haven't seen it, because we're going to get into it. Right. Um, So why don't we we just talk about the shit first? Like, yeah, we we didn't like about it. Yeah. That way we we can end on a positive note. (laughs) Why don't we start with your least favorite part of it? So captain, why don't we start with you? It's, it's the ending, you know, is the least uh, favorite and that's probably why I'm not giving it as, as high a rating. And uh, um, I guess there are two elements to it. I mean, I, I did love that we got into detective Batman here, but uh, it felt like the ending was a chance to see him as the world's greatest detective and solve this or, you know, somehow play a specific role and kind of bring Riddler down. And it felt like he was just kind of reacting to what was happening at the end and, after it had already, you know, kind of played its course. Um, so that was a little bit disappointing to me. And then I thought the ending just as a whole, you know, I, I don't think it needed a big overblown uh, ending that maybe made it a little bit too uh, <clears throat> close to Dark Knight. So, um, you know, I, I would have liked something smaller scale and uh, something that kind of really stressed uh, Bruce as a detective, you know, kind of solving this instead of feeling like he was taking a backseat. What would you have deleted, right? you think, of the end? Say that again, Ron. What would you have deleted about the end? you think if you could do an alternate ending 
Yeah, I mean, I guess the thing for me was that Riddler, had, his game had kind of played its course and everything that kind of happened about the finale was kind of already done, too late for Batman to really do anything about it. So he was just kind of rescue squad at the end, you know. Mm -hmm. um, you're just trying to save people. You're trying to get people out. There's some action to take down, you know, some goons. But Riddler's already kind of played his hand and he's also already given himself up. Uh, and so it also didn't feel like there was that moment where Batman cracks the case or solves it or kind of nails, you know, the, the Riddler who's trying to get away. So I, I just felt like it was it was solid. It was a lot that was entertaining to watch. But um, I don't know. It was just kind of like Batman was a spectator, sort of. Hmm. Be the That's best a good take on it. it. Uh, interesting. So, Mark, what did you not like? It was too long. Ding, 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 ding. What that's the only thing I out? didn't like about it. That's the only thing I didn't like about it. That's why I gave it a nine. That's the only thing not that it was too long. Oh, it was too long, and I thought that the penguin was not as penguiny as I would like for him to have been. You know, I we got the suits and we got the little. Waddle. He only waddled when he was handcuffed. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, well, there's the penguin trot. Okay, that's the only thing. You know, everybody else was to the T. I thought everybody did great. Zoe Kravitz needs to win an award. That yeah, was, yeah. She needs We're going to talk win. about the positive here. Okay. <laughs> it was long. Uh, the penguin was not as penguiny as I would have liked for him to be, um, to have been. I would have liked, it was just, it was long. That was it. That was really it. You know, <laughs> that was it. Fair enough. Um, All right, Rich. Length for me was, was a big deal. I, I, I felt it, felt it. And I thought it wasn't, I thought it was going to keep going. And I kind of second Doug's thing. Like there was no gotcha bitch. Like I'm the world's greatest detective. Like I solved the case. So I, I, I don't know. I, uh, a lot of the supporting characters were excellent. I, f I felt like a, a, most of the casting was perfect. So that wasn't a problem. The cinematography was beautiful. It, We're not it, talking about the good here. Damn, you're right. Overall length and, and the, the ending was, I, I kind of felt myself dozing a little bit towards the end and I'm like, oh shit, this is a Batman movie and I'm falling asleep here. So, I mean, it, it could have been wrapped up. I but To Rob's question, I don't really know what I would have cut, but I think that's really it. Like I, other than that, it's pretty much all positive. So I'll turn it over to you, Rob. So again, I, let me preface my comment with this. I actually f didn't mind the uh, the time, like the era. Like I think it, it kind of left it up to interpretation. Like it definitely, I actually thought this fit very nicely into the Joker ecosystem, the Joaquin Phoenix yeah. Yeah. ecosystem pretty well. Like I was thinking about the cab that she got into. I'm like, all right, that's like a late seventies, early eighties vehicle. But there's definitely some modern things like obviously Penguin is driving a pretty modern vehicle. So it was, you know, the timeline was it was kind of like Batman animated series. You just didn't really know what era it was in. I did not like the um, Martha Wayne angle. I, yeah, I don't I know what is going on with the the last two Batman movies. I'm, I'm referencing the Joker in this where it's like Thomas Wayne is going to go out of his way to hide the fact that his wife was in a mental institution. Like, I can't stand that. Like, it just and again, that, that uh, I guess that's my, my that was personal weird. personal beef. Like it's just like that's so I'm like, all right, well, was he responding to that era? But I'm like, okay, what era are we in? And I, I was just I didn't really like it. I didn't mind so much that they were making Thomas like not this perfect 
angel like i think it really plays to the whole batman like we all have good parts to ourselves we all have dark parts to ourselves and we'll do what we need to do when we're backed into a corner i just did not like that that was a pretty milestone moment that kind of triggered you know them getting killed and it was like i need to hide the fact that my wife was in an institution i couldn't stand that shit so is that that something that they made up that's not true at all yeah i've never heard that angle before and i've never i've never heard that she was of the arkham family i think that's matt reeves or whoever's doing the the writing here so i don't know uh so that's i I, I don't have a lot of patience for that stuff for obvious reasons. So I that's what docked at two points for me. I didn't really mind the length. And I'm kind of with you, Doug, where it's like, I can see the point where it's like, he really got played. Like when the, the interrogation scene at the end, I was like, you could tell he was being super guarded because he's like, he knows who I am. Like he misunderstood like the evidence that he saw. So he was being really quiet. And then as soon as he realized, oh, he doesn't know I'm Bruce Wayne, he like shifted. But it was like they were playing a chess game and he got played. But I guess the only reason I'm not as off put by that is that it's year two. Like, you know, like maybe he's still trying to get, you know, some of that detective work like harnessed. But he definitely got played because he was pretty much done. And another thing I didn't like was and maybe this is just me. But I don't like that Batman's just sashaying through the police department and sashaying through the crime scenes with the cops there. Like it, it I, I, I just, I didn't dig that. Like Batman is so elusive and in the shadows, which he made a point to say, like, okay, if this letter is to Batman, he's just gonna meet with Gordon somewhere. Like they did that plenty of times in the movie. I thought it was fine that the one cop was like what is he doing here that's kind of the reaction that they would get that the mass vigilante is interfering with a crime scene so uh you can't come in here i just didn't like that oh come on batman let's this is sergeant murphy this is uh sergeant lopez like no like he wouldn't just sashay through that 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 to me was a little well and to doug your point about we didn't really see the world's greatest detective like we we see that he's smart enough to look through a crime scene and find, you know, the impression of blood on the floor, but it takes a a beat cop to tell him what the tool is for him to realize, Oh, I need to pry up a piece of flooring to rip this off. So I I did think that was a little bit of a, like he's clearly needing to harness some of those skills, but. And, And I guess, I mean, I guess to Rich's point, I would just say that I could see Batman's attitude being these cops are going to be the ones that screw up the crime scene. So I better be there. Yeah when it's fresh, you know, to, to, to kind of take in the details, you know, beyond, you know, the letter. Um, I don't know. I think, it, I think it worked out fine. It's just that I think like you were saying, Rich, you're waiting for that climactic, you know, like Sherlock Holmes, he's going to put it all together and kind of crack yeah. the case. And it, it didn't really get there. You didn't get that. Okay. So I thought he, I, you know, to become the world's greatest, anything, it takes time and it's we're in year two. So I felt like I thought he was, I felt like he was advanced beyond the normal beat cops. And I thought that he did. It wasn't as I didn't get this gut punch climatic climactic. He put it all together, but I felt like we did. He did take us there. Like he did put it together, but it just, you know, I know, I know we're talking about negatives here. I know we're talking about negatives, but it was nice to finally get a Batman movie and a Batman storyline that focused on the, the details of trying to solve a crime. Sure. And I, I can appreciate that. It, you know, could just be the fanboy in me that wanted a little bit more, but we finally got, uh, you know, we don't have a Bruce Wayne that's getting duped by Lex Luthor's stupid plans. 
Whereas, you know, I, I felt his intellectual level was definitely there even for year two to, to your point, Mark. Okay. All right. So let's do one more round of a, of a negative and then we'll, we'll shift gear. So captain, what, what else did you not necessarily like? I think by the end of it, it felt in so many ways too similar to the dark Knight. I think there's something different behind it in terms of the plot points, but just Riddler targeting, targeting high profile individuals in the city, much like Joker did kind of giving himself up, you know, leading to an interrogation room type scene where Riddler's kind of a couple steps ahead and Batman's ultimately kind of pounding the glass and, you know, doesn't know the answer. And then kind of the big ending with the explosives and, you know, city in danger kind of aspect. So, you know, and I think that was part of why I was kind of picking on the, you know, he doesn't solve the case kind of thing is it felt like once again, kind of a villain who's masterminded everything and then kind of gives himself up and his end game kind of plays out. So, I think I was just ready to see something a little different that, you know, wasn't as big of an ending, you know, it could be low key, you know, he solves the case, secrets are revealed, you know, about these figures past, but I, I could have done without explosions and the city's flooding and something that kind of yeah. felt reminiscent of the Dark Knight. Mr. Mazik, something else you didn't like? Um, I didn't like, I, I, I would have liked to have seen that Bruce Wayne kind of, because there was no... Wayne Manor. I didn't see a solid kind of settled Bruce Wayne. We know we saw him living in the tower, but it just wasn't comfortable. It was very cold and very dark. And I just didn't very see gaudy. It. Don't leave that out. I'm like, good lord. I just is didn't this see Tim Burton's basement. What is yeah, this? it just didn't <laughs> seem there was no softness to Bruce Wayne. I didn't see that playboyness. I just saw dark emo kind of just cold and I you know I just I needed a little bit of I'm glad we focused on Batman you know but I didn't see a whole lot of uh Bruce I didn't see a solid Bruce I didn't see it was too you know there's a contrast mm -hmm. with Bruce Wayne and, and I just didn't see it was just all just meshed together you know and I yeah. just would have liked to have seen him that playboy just at least one or two scenes where he was like that playboy kind of rich guy scene and it's just I didn't really see that all right rich uh, I'll just say what I said earlier where he's just walking through crime scenes and I thought it was kind of uncharacteristic of him to because kind of like what Doug said like you know he'd want to be there first but how many times in a comic or a story he's like uh Gordon give me a few minutes you know what I mean? Like he's going to go in there and get his stuff and get out before the detectives show up and start contaminating the crime scene. I don't know. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot of negatives for me. So I think that's a positive. So you. Yeah, the mental health thing has been kind of a distraction for me. Um, I didn't like specifically, and I'll make the same critique I made for um, Batman v Superman. I didn't like that he lost his shit in the interrogation room. Like yeah. I think... And again, this might be the fact that he's such a young Batman. He hasn't like found him. I mean, he hasn't obviously hasn't found himself yet in the role. I just don't like Batman losing his shit because I think he's usually that's that's part of the strategy is I need to leverage these extreme emotions in my presence. And even when he's like screwed or like somebody has outwitted me, he doesn't let them know he's it. Cool, calm, and collected. So I didn't like that because I think it showed like it added injury to in or insult to injury because it was like, okay, you just got played. And then it's someone, I don't know if he was like super happy that he didn't know who he was because he was afraid like he's going to end me because there's this mysterious video that I haven't seen on social media yet because it was encrypted. So it was just like he's going to lose his shit. So. I didn't like that because it just further proved that, you know, he 
he got played a little bit. Yeah, I think that's 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 kind of where we're at. So why don't we shift to what what were a couple things that surprised you? So, Captain, what do you think? What surprised you? Hmm. Yeah, that that's an interesting one. Um, maybe one element was getting into some of what you mentioned before, which is getting into the history of the city with Arkham as a powerful family and the Waynes and so on. So I kind of got a little bit excited. I, I agree with you on the mental health you know, kind of negative, but more the sense of, okay, they're kind of maybe drawn on the video games or getting into the the backstory of, of the history of the city a little bit. So that I think some of those comic book details, uh, I was really pleasantly surprised to see in there. Cool. Mark, what surprised you? I was surprised at the Riddler's everything that he did. You know, we're so used to seeing a gimmicky, bright Riddler in every iteration of him, you know what I mean? We get the riddles, but he was always kind of silly. And everything he did was so over the top. The killing, the violence, and his big final act, flooding the city. That is so not like him. That was a big surprise to me. I was surprised that he went that far. Mark's like, I'm looking for my Frank Gorsh and Jim Carrey. What the hell is this? Yeah, I'm looking for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was surprised that he didn't have anything Riddlerish on him. Yeah, there was no camp in this movie whatsoever. No camp. There was nothing. <laughs> I would have thought he was like some regular hoodlum. You know what I mean? But he didn't dress the part. You know, which was cool. Um, but I was surprised that his what everything that he did. Um, I was surprised that is that true that um, what's the name is um, Catwoman's father. That's I've heard well, that right. You gotta that's, go off of the Long Halloween story. That's line, the right? angle from the Long Halloween. That's what I thought. I'm like I heard this, but from where? And it was from. That's right. It's from Long Halloween because I remember we watched it. So that part was cool. Um, I love that else? they also referenced the scratch. Falcone. I love Falcone. Yeah. I did it to your mom too. So that was that was a pretty good touch there. So that um, surprised you that of what Catwoman's family of origin was yes and again everything that the riddler did um i was also surprised no that was it rich what about you um i thought zoe kravitz was awesome i'll just say it awesome no i thought she did an amazing job she was very convincing it almost seemed effort effortlessly is that is that right effortless she to me she was perfect for the role i really dug andy circus as alfred i that that one was kind of hanging up on me for a little bit i'm like "Eh, how's this gonna work out awesome um i didn't quite like the tension between him and bruce at first but then it kind of got going and you felt the support role from alfred that you know alfred only can be helping him solve some stuff which is very accurate i think um, he's not just a guy who gets him coffee. I don't know, man. I was, I know Mark didn't really care for the penguin, but I thought Colin Farrell was badass. Like I kind of liked that new take on it. Like it was more believable and kind of just what Rob brought up. Like I, I felt like it wasn't a main focus, but I felt the story. I really liked the guy who played Falcone. Like I really yeah. like that casting was right on. I'm like, is that the crazy government agent from Transformers? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the wrecking ball testicles. And, yeah. Are you Mr. McWickwicky? Um, no, I thought he was just the casting, man. Like everything. Jeffrey Wright, even as Gordon, was great. Really pleasantly surprised with all the cast. Um, positives all around. I really don't I really can't think of another uh person that should have fit the role than the people that they chose. It would have been kind of cool if I mean we're all in agreement that Riddler was talking to the Joker in Arkham, right? 
would have yeah. been kind of cool if it was Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, I was hoping that that might be the case, but um. So yeah, those are my. Uh, I guess I can go with that. Uh, the uh, I guess cast is one positive. The other positive is not only do I feel we got a good detective uh, Batman story was. We got to see some cool ass tech, man. Like his tech in this movie was very Batman, very uh, rich guy. But it wasn't over the top. Like it wasn't. It, it was that from The Dark Knight Rises. It was like, oh, contact lenses. Come on, that... dude. He's got yeah, like recording contact lenses. Like his his lair was kind of disheveled. You could tell he was trying to put it all together. But like he had the toys. The Batmobile was a, a really cool take. Um, so yeah, those are my positives. So I'll start off with the, the first. So I have been wrong the last. <laughs> <laughs> two times with my initial opinion of who has been casted Pattinson like surprised me. Like if I, 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 I don't, it's not that I don't think he's a good actor, but you know, I just, you, you see f- twilight. I saw daredevil with Ben Affleck and Affleck surprised me immensely. The one thing I did like about Affleck's Batman more so than this one is I like that he had the amplified voice. Like I thought that was cool. That, that was kind of a middle finger to, uh, <laughs> where's the trigger um but pattinson surprised me like i think he did a really good job playing the role and i was talking to becky about this when we we're driving back from the theater and mark i'm kind of with you i actually think bruce wayne is a harder character to play because he's not the genuine persona right and i think he doesn't know like i don't think he and, I, and i'm fine with this because I, I think, you know, it's year two of him trying to, to to play his true self. And I think it's a little clunky because Bruce Wayne is Bruce Wayne is the facade. So he doesn't quite know, do I want to be that prissy rich boy or do I want to be this more gothic? I'm pissed at the world. Um, all that stuff. So first and foremost, Rob Pattinson did surprise me. I think he did a really good job. The The other thing that I wasn't really expecting, I really liked the, I guess you would call it the aesthetic. It almost felt like the Joker, because I actually, I mean, I didn't really care for the Joker Phoenix movie per se, but I, I did like the, like the 1970s vibe. Like I thought it was real. Like I thought this movie actually like upped the game from the Nolan trilogy because I thought, okay, I think, Chris Nolan's movies, like if Batman was real, this is what it would look like. Like it wasn't campy, but it was like, this is kind of what it would be like. This actually, I think, took it to an even more believable level. Like yeah. Batman's outfit was tactical. Like it wasn't like nipples and all this flash, but it was like, no, this is like tactical body armor. This is what it would be like. It it actually looked a lot like the Arkham video games. Like, and I loved that. I was like, okay, this, and but I liked the rawness of Gotham. I liked the rawness in the filming. Like I actually liked the, I mean, let's just be honest. Some of like the fast and furious life scenes where the camera's mounted to the side of the car. I'm like, this actually works. Like it, it actually works. Yeah. But I, I love the, the Riddler's layer. Like it looked like an antique library. And it was like, man, this is like, I got like some sleepy hollow Tim Burton, but fresh yet old at the same time. So I was really surprised the Gotham aesthetic, I, I guess I would say. But I, the one thing that I really liked was I really liked how they did the long Halloween. That was the foundation, but I love yeah. the modifications that they did. Like they definitely stayed true to some of those things. Yeah. 
but they pl- I think Reeves played around with it, I think, in a pretty cool way. So I like that there was at least like, uh, is this going to stay or is this going to change? So those are some of my initial surprises. So I don't know if you guys have other thoughts about about those things. I no, I, I think one of the things that I really liked about the Joker was that the city was another character. And I felt like the city in this one was another character, too. Yeah. And it felt dark and dingy. And it's very uh, Batman to me is having that dark crime ridden. Even the Riddler, you you were referencing what era is this? He's using social media mm-hmm. and like you got these nut jobs following him. And then you got these protesters protesting outside the mayor's funeral. Funeral. Yep. Um, but another really thing that I was happy about, we did not see Thomas and Martha Wayne gun. Yes. And the way that they played this was him identifying and looking at the mayor's son money, man. Perfect. Like I identify with this kid. It wasn't some, you know, cut scene where he's remembering his parents getting gunned down like finally finally somebody decided to skip that part that almost brought me to tears i was like oh like just that's like, what i'm like, saying like it like, was you're me I, that uh, that emotion was raw enough and you knew exactly what he was thinking about and you got it, it the point was made and it was made in a totally fresh and different way and i thought it was brilliant so I was thinking they got them so dirty. I was like, doesn't he catch a cold? Like, doesn't he get the flu? Well, did they did they film it That's in Seattle? Because it was raining 24-7. I'm like, good God. The they rain, filmed the it dirt, in, uh, mm-hmm. in London, I think, is where they filmed it. London <laughs> and Chicago. <laughs> All right, Captain, you look like you're ready to get something in there. I was just going to agree on just that sense of decay and corruption to the city. I think Rich said it well and that it's a, a character in itself. Even though the air is different, there was like a Blade Runner sense to just the atmosphere mm-hmm. in it, you know, from the the opening shot, which I appreciated. And and to Rich's point too on the the way they avoided retelling the Wayne murder, not only Bruce looking at the boy, but then with that technology piece, Alfred seeing that Bruce had looked at uh, yeah. the boy, well, yes. you know, adding a you know kind of a different element to it. And um, and then I like that they came back to that later, whereas Bruce Wayne, he's again seeing the boy there and you can get a sense of him being taken back to it. Um, I almost had myself wondering, you know, are they kind of seeding for this boy to be Robin uh, down yeah. the road? Um, given the loss or even seeing him in the ninja outfit at the very beginning, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. he's got a relation towards fighting. So I, I did wonder if they're setting up for that too. Did you guys notice the the gang in the very beginning, the kid who was half in, half out was... Uh tim drake from the titan show yes yep i was trying to pay particular attention to everything because i knew we would be doing this review less than like 12 hours later i really dug the rawness of the music like i heard some it, there was yes. definitely some elfman like batman returns catwoman vibes going on in the background but it was really this is how nerdy i was there was a lot of acoustic guitar and piano and i was like i'm actually digging this this kind of sounds a little bit kind of like um interstellar at times but i i actually really dug the music i don't know what you guys thought about that or if you were paying attention to that i did hear that yeah there's a few chords and a few i could hear it and it was typically when catwoman was on scene i'm like this feels like michelle pfeiffer and michael keaton in some scenes I also thought there was one scene where Catwoman wanted to meet with him where I almost thought he was doing a little bit of the Dark Knight Rises in there too. So there might have been some intentional nods to other Batman movies too. 
but uh yeah i thought it added to the atmosphere and the sound and just the immersive feel to it michael giacchino i think was the composer did a great job yeah so something else before i lose it i really loved the ski mask on catwoman yeah like it looked like the tim sale catwoman vibe but also like but her outfit was very jim lee hush very like that original so. like high collar like i think they, they tried to do that in the dark knight rises with uh with catwoman but i think this one like it looked a little bit more like less is more and it looks i thought it looked really good i'm like i don't know how i'm like is that a schema i'm like i dig it it actually looks pretty freaking sweet i thought that i don't know man i guess going back to my previous point i, I feel like zoe kravitz was my favorite part of the whole movie because I felt like she, like we finally got an iteration of Catwoman that was like really, really real and depicted accurately to comics. And, you know, she's not this upscale, uptight chick who's just having fun robbing people, stealing their jewels and shit, which I felt like was kind of. Why is her name like escaping me? What's her face? Hathaway? Like, yeah. Like that to me wasn't like the, the the greatest casting, but I loved how she was good at her craft. She was good at cracking into a safe. And then all of a sudden Batman's like, you're really good at that. Like, boom, he just let her do her thing and then like snuck up behind her. And their dynamic was hot, very realistic and very believable. And I felt but like it wasn't their, like their chemistry. It wasn't like let me lick your face like Michelle Pfeiffer Batman <laughs> Returns five like it was, yeah. No, and I I felt like the cat and the bat like that's that was that combination has been dropped in comics for the past three years. Uh, unfortunately, it was Tom King that wrote it that way, but like just their interaction was real and i didn't get the feeling that catwoman was going to try to screw him hathaway did and you know there's always been that she flirts the line of a good guy and a bad guy and i just felt like overall you didn't lose sight of what her character was the whole time like she was worried about her friend she, you know, wanted justice for her friend and wasn't going to give up. Like she still had that bad girl, bad girl element where she kicked the dude off the building and was willing to kill the guy. I just felt like the the way that she was written and the way she was acted was perfect. Like she was probably my favorite part of the whole thing. Like I said, and she fits right in with the long Halloween yes. time yes. period and the the mob aspect and uh, yeah, the the whole Falcone. Or Falcone, as they pronounced it here. Uh, Falcone. <laughs> so, Captain, did you... I think we talked about this, but we don't see each other as much as we used to. Um, a little busy at work. Um, did you see the two uh, long Halloween animated movies on HBO? I did and loved them. Yeah, oh, Weren't they awesome? Jeez. Really great job with that. Yeah, and after seeing like the rush job on Injustice, I kind of really appreciated the two-part <laughs> Approach to long Halloween. Yeah. Well, and I actually was pleasantly surprised with Jensen Ackles' take on Batman. I'm like, he, this actually works. Like, all right. My favorite part of is how, and I know we talked about this briefly when we kind of reviewed that a little bit and said we were watching it. I loved how they tried to take Tim Sale's artwork and yes. convert it into that animated feel. It just felt like they were translating it from the comic. And dude, when Bruce shows up to that funeral in the movie and runs into Falcone and then he just goes instantly drops. Oh, his dad saved me from back in the day. He was watching from above and I'm like, 
yes like they they did their goddamn homework and they're doing it perfectly like that was impressive and um I, what is that dude's name that played falcone like that dude Takuro, right i wonder if he had to audition for that perfect casting sorry <laughs> no I, I agree with you so something else that i was unsure of oh i'm sorry sorry go ahead mark i was surprised at what they did to alpha say what? yeah yeah i was surprised by that die. Because typically nothing ever happens to Alfred, you know what I'm saying? But I was surprised that he, and, and so violently too, I was surprised that Alfred got hurt. So I have a question for y'all. Was it the heavy-ass table that saved his life? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Like he's pushing it and I'm like, is that, like, did he throw the C4 and it hit under that, like, <laughs> Arthur and the round table? Like, <laughs> so That's the I, Justice League table. That's something. <laughs> that, that That's something. Speaking of that scene, though, uh, I've just got to comment on Robert Pattinson's acting is when he's, you know, racing home as Batman and trying to get in touch with Alfred. And when the housekeeper picks up the phone instead, he kind of switches to the Bruce Wayne voice, uh, but still has the intensity behind it, you know, because he's trying to get to Alfred. So I I thought he did a really nice job with the voices and slipping in and out of what would be the Batman voice versus Bruce Wayne, especially in a high stakes, you know, kind of scene or moment. I got, I felt that way too, but also I had two things going on in that moment because I got that, what you just said also, but I also got a bit of a, uh, Aunt Gertrude picking up the phone. Yeah, I was like, is that, you know, that I'm like, is that what that's supposed to be? Cause that's what I got. That's a, <laughs> that's the very first thing I thought of. It's like, is that Aunt Harriet? God oh, and is it Harriet he or said Gertrude? Aunt Gertrude. Oh, no, Aunt I called Harriet. her Aunt May on a previous episode. I'm like, ooh, that is a diss Aunt, Aunt Harriet. May. That's what it was. Aunt Harriet. That's what I meant. She was oh, an idiot on that show. Yeah. My God. Aunt Harriet. That's what I meant. Yeah, I was somebody like, owed this? somebody else money to cast that woman. I, <laughs> Didn't I? So I wasn't the only person that felt that? Oh, I got that immediately. I was like, what? No, no. And no. Harriet. What is this? Alfred don't need that. Um, <laughs> so something else that really surprised me, I actually kind of liked the car. Like, yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Like the my first exposure, because I've been trying to stay away from like the reviews and the previews as much as I can, because I just want to get a pure assessment. I saw the Lego kit. I was like, that is yeah. not anything exciting. Like, it looks like a Dodge Charger. That like, thing was a hundred bucks. Like, I was like, that looks like Blade's car. Like, I was like, I don't know if that I actually freaking liked it. But I was like, but again, you could see him putting it together from right, the beginning like, of the but movie. It was like, and I'm like, OK. And to me, that's the believability. Like, to me, at first, I was like, I don't think the Tumblr it looks kind of stupid. But then you're like, oh, that's a pretty cool ass car. But now it's like, eh. Like he would build this thing and like, it's like, okay, that's something somebody, you know, a grease junkie who knows what they're doing and the funds to do it could probably put that car together. And I was like, that's pretty badass. Like, what'd you guys think of the car? It was such a great reveal too. Like it might be, yeah. you know, the, the way that the colors were slowly, slowly showing up to show off the silhouette and hearing him kind of the, the engine revving and the, the sense of threat about it. Uh, I, I, I loved it. Yeah. I think that sold it. I felt it in the theater for sure. So real quick, I want to go back. So you guys were talking about the dynamic between Catwoman and Batman. Mm -hmm. I actually thought the best dynamics was when they were dueling motorcycles. Like you ain't going to get in front of me. No, you're not going to get like, I actually kind of liked that. Like, especially in the cemetery. I was like, I I like this. I don't know what you guys thought about that. I dug it. Do you guys have any favorite one-liners? Oh, there was one that was funny. I can't remember. 
when uh, Penguin was like, what is this, bad cop, bat cop, or whatever he said? That was pretty damn funny. It, and it, I know there wasn't a lot of humor, but I did appreciate the thumb, print, uh, thumb drive. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you try this? Oh, God. Thumb drive. <laughs> I actually, you know, there's nothing fantastic about it, but I just love the scene where they're both pulling away suddenly while Penguin's still handcuffed. He's like, you f- like i just loved it like i was I like thought... he's waddling away he's like you guys know i'm still here right like yeah like i felt like all the good one-liners were from the penguin that really yeah. did like it was i agree it, and it was in the trailer but just the i got you i got you when he thinks he's gotten away you know just the delivery of it um, yeah. and then his facial reaction when he sees the, the car come through the fire the i i was like i gotta see if i can really believe that this was Colin Farrell if I didn't know it was and it's all in his eyes like okay that's Colin Farrell like but if if you didn't know that it was him like they did an excellent job with the right. the makeup on him dude believable it'll win an award it has to yeah yeah I think so so one of the things that I really liked and I didn't know if I would like it from the preview like the first preview that was dropped like six and a half years ago um <laughs> The Nirvana actually, preview. <laughs> yeah, I actually really liked the brutality of his fighting. Like, because to me, it was it was comic book Batman. It was the Arkham video games Batman, and I think it took the uh, Martha Kent rescue scene from Batman v Superman. Like, it played off of that because that to me was like the first. Okay, this is Batman from the comic books kicking the shit out of people. Yep. and taking names so i really liked because you could tell like he was still like young so he probably had a little bit more pep in his step like he didn't accumulate as many scars as probably the seasoned batman had but that's the one thing i didn't really like about the nolan trilogy was the way he filmed it it was like oh here's a cape in front of the camera and he you know he made it so that you didn't really see a whole lot of complicated fighting stuff so I did actually like like I didn't like it by the preview because he's like on vengeance and I was like what the, what the hell is this but it actually I th- I thought that was more like the Arkham video games which I freaking love so I don't know what you guys thought I like that Batman was taking fire like this is like the yeah. first time that you see him taking shots like that darkness to gun flash darkness to gun flash in that like little gauntlet hallway I know that was on the last preview but I was like where is this going to play in and that was sweet like he's gonna get shot at and you knew like you were trying to measure his immortality when he's got a double-barreled shotgun pointed at his head and you know luckily catwoman saved the day but he was taking gunfire like he's not and this is two years in he's not like perfect at the job yet i thought that was good i liked it i did like his brutality to rob's point um i don't think it was over the top I don't think any of the fighting sequences were as good as the warehouse scene from Mr. Snyder. Um, that's going to take a while to top that. But sure. that's 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 old man Bruce right there, man. He's seasoned. He knows what he's doing. So I, I like this take. Um, I like this take on it. And I really liked, I think they did it twice. When Batman's coming in on scene, like it's just darkness down a hallway or whatever. And all you do is you hear his footsteps. Yeah. Like you just hear his footsteps like that. I'd never, there's never really been a Batman like that. He usually swoops in or something and, or he's here right behind you. Like he never just sashays in like it, it works for me. I don't know. It's what one of my favorite 
parts. It's the heaviness of the boots, you know, and, yeah. and just the step that you hear coming out of the darkness. Uh, I love that too. And uh, I, I, despite Riddler at the end of the movie saying that he needs Batman to be the physical part for him, I actually love the kind of parallel between Riddler and Batman in that sense. You know, at the very beginning of the movie, he's on a rooftop, you know, kind of watching. Yeah. Air, very much like Bruce Slater watching Selena, for instance. Um, but coming in from the top of the building, you know, in the back of the room unnoticed, which is often Batman's thing. Um, and then the way he's kind of slamming down on the victims is, is kind of like Batman punching down on the bad guys, except Riddler's going further and using an object and killing. But I thought like they're, they're really kind of paralleling the two. And then when you get to the end and hear one of Riddler's incel-inspired guys saying, I'm vengeance, just like Batman, you can kind of say, like, you know, maybe Batman's inspiring people from the wrong ways. Captain, that's a really good point, because I remember the, the opening scene, I'm like, I don't know who this is. Like, you could easily, and especially when he was behind the mayor, I'm like, at first, you're like, who is this? Like, this could easily be Batman or the Riddler. I was like, damn, okay. Like, but it's like, you don't, you don't really know. All right. Is this, this could be Batman. Like that was my first assumption I was like, all right, he's scoping somebody out. And then you're like, oh shit. No, that's not, that's not who that is. I really liked uh, his interaction, like towards the end with Catwoman. She's getting ready to shoot this cop and he doesn't go over the top to explain his morality and his, his oath that he took to his parents on their grave and why killing's bad. He spun it away to make her understand that at her heart, she's not a criminal and she's better than her father. I just, I really, I liked that writing aspect of it and the delivery of it. It wasn't just, I'm Batman, I do not kill. It crosses the line. You know, that's my favorite line, dude. What? No guns. Well, that's your deal. <laughs> like when they're going into the orphanage, she's like, oh, that's your deal. I was like, yeah. ah, love it. <laughs> no, I, I really liked how he explained to her why he doesn't kill. And it wasn't some long, drawn out dissertation of my ethics of being the caped crusader it was good and to doug's point um where the guy was the the criminal was saying he's vengeance and you know maybe he is representing himself in a different way and i just liked how like the the his uh journal entries in the background like he you could tell he's yeah i like the narration. realizing that uh it was a little rorschachy but yeah you could tell he's trying, he's, he's learning as he goes. And I don't know. And I, I felt, I felt it was done really well. Taste. So I have a question for all three of you. Did uh Batman dose himself with venom? I was thinking the same thing. So I, I, I was like, that's green and that's venom. <laughs> oh, I just thought it was adrenaline. I mean, yeah, but I was like, it, it is green. Venom. It is green, but I would love if that's a future direction, you know, Bruce using it, becoming addicted and then looking to clean it up and maybe eventually running into Bane. So that would be a cool direction to go in. Did they nod at a hush sequel because the big hush, did they, you think that's going to, Oh, I think so. Wasn't there, um, the news, the news channel or was it the video that he released or something? Yeah. Didn't they say something about, a doctor or something. I don't know if it said Elliot on there or not, but oh, I might have missed that. See, that's why I need to see it again. <laughs> so it'll be on HBO Max in 45 days. One thing I do want to say though, Mark, when they were in the Riddler's lair, mm-hmm. like his library or whatever, <clears throat> I got some mad quarter owl vibes. I'm like, man, like did you? I don't know why. I was just like, man, I could actually 
see a, a court of owls story arc in this universe and i was like i, I didn't I I so, it. was it mark you and i were talking that robert pattinson wants to do a court of owls storyline yeah like the sequel this is it's going to be if if and when there's a sequel oh, it wow. would be the court of owls that would be sweet that, that could be, be i mean it totally movie, sets the dude. tone you know what i mean the tone is totally set for it as far as gotham's history and the families and all that so yeah for sure for sure well and you could also play you could probably plant some more seeds about the history of it which would be pretty cool one thing i, I thought wanted it to... ended i thought it ended pretty clean as far mm-hmm. as now the next story is just going to be a, a the sequel is just going to be a sequel it's not going to be we didn't get any you know hints at what the next one's going to be about you know what i'm saying so it's it's it ended clean you know catwoman went her way we saw her disappear riddler's in jail so we're good right now until something else comes up yeah. One thing I want to go back to, I, I meant to say this when we were talking about what surprised you. I was actually like some of the Riddler stuff. He reminded me of Jigsaw. Yeah. Like with his yeah. toy devices. I was like, damn, am I watching a Saul movie? Like I I had that. I had the same thing. thinking the same thing. I was like, Oof. brutal. I was like, God. Okay. All right. So I want to uh, another question here and then we can start wrapping. Um, what was your favorite scene? Captain, we'll start with you. Yeah. Gosh, I, I kind of like, I don't know if this is my favorite, but it's one that's popping up now, which is just liking the subway scene for a number of reasons. One was what Rich mentioned, just Batman coming out of the darkness. And I like the whole idea of he can't be everywhere at once, but the Mm -hmm. bad guy, the fear he could come out of the shadows um, and Batman comes out. And then uh, the other thing I loved about that scene was just, uh, you kind of realize people don't know exactly what Batman looks like because their first reaction is, you know, who are you supposed to be? And then after he pounds that first guy real bad, then they say it's him, you know, and a couple guys scatter and they start to realize this is, this is Batman. Even the victim was like, please don't hurt me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I kind of liked in that scene also that the guy Batman's saving is also afraid of him, which of course, by the end of it, Batman's kind of turning in a different direction. So there was a lot wrapped up um, in that scene that I liked. And uh, another interesting detail in that scene was also that one of the guys starts to pull a gun and one of the other guys is kind of like, no, or don't, and kind of reacts strongly. So I also kind of wondered, does Batman have that reputation? You pull a weapon on him, he's going to escalate and really take it on out of you. So there was a lot of interesting details in that in that subway scene that I, that I really You liked. know what's interesting? I was thinking, because again, I thought it matched the aesthetic of the Joker movie. I was like, is that like the hallway that he kind of came out of? I'm like, is the stall that Joaquin Phoenix went in and like became the joker after killing the guys on the subway is that like in the same arena i was like yeah i, I dug the subway stuff mark all right mark scene? what was your favorite scene mm, probably when batman first met catwoman mm. when she's getting her passport yeah that was probably my favorite because it was so comic booky and so them yes yeah. so them agreed so that was probably my favorite about you rich uh the freeway chase scene mm. and how it ended and the camera angle is him upside down i i i thought that was pretty sweet and uh i liked kind of to mark's point I, I really liked uh their chemistry between selena and bruce like I, I thought it was very very well done all their scenes together i was drawn right in so i appreciated all of those even when he's using her as an undercover agent in the iceberg lounge and the 44 below. And uh, I just thought that they're, they were, they were Batman and Catwoman, man, like perfectly. Uh, but the, the freeway scene was pretty cool. It wasn't over the top, but it was, 
it gave you enough. Like it, it felt realistic. <laughs> Show quitter turns to me and penguins taking out all these barrels on the freeway. She's like, I didn't know they shot this in Columbus. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I felt it was really like that would seriously be like the penguin trying to get away from Batman, like freaking out on the freeway like that, like would yeah. cause a massive pile up or anything. And I just felt like it added like kind of, we were talking about the car. I just felt like it added that mystery of holy shit. This guy's going to kill me. Like I got to get out of here. Like it was just, it was awesome. And it wasn't, it wasn't too much. I felt so. So my favorite scene was, it was a combination. I loved because it reminded me of what we deeply appreciated about Batman v Superman, where the two cops find Batman for the first time hanging from the ceiling. I loved Mm -hmm. where he was in the elevator shaft. He's in the top of the elevator and he comes down and then you have that gauntlet scene with the gunfire. Like I thought that combination was pretty sweet because it was like, that's Batman. Oh, the elevator's empty. Let's be a dumbass and go in and see what's going on. And then right. You know, so I I actually really I enjoyed that immensely. Um, damn, there's something else I was gonna say. So much swimming in my head right now. Um, what? Uh, my last question to y'all. What did you guys? I know I I kind of hinted at this earlier. Uh, what did you guys think of the suit, Doug? What did you think? I really liked it. I mean, I I kind of liked the Gotham by Gaslight, you know, extended collar thing, which was kind of neat. But I think like you were saying earlier, Rob, he could move in it. It looked practical. You know, just a really cool looking suit. And it, it didn't look goofy like Christian Bale's did sometimes. And it wasn't overly cumbersome. So I, I thought it was really a well put together suit. I like what he did with the emblem. That was cool. That yeah. We've never seen that before. But also what we didn't see are there were no batarangs. No. True. Yeah. There, were not, there was not one batarang. Did you notice that? I did. I liked his gappling gun, though. I was wondering if those were CO2 tanks around his wrist or something. The gauntlets looked pretty uh, strategic. Um, I liked the costume. I thought it was uh, kind of biker-ish. Um, it didn't... It. I, I just kind of liked it. You could tell it was more of a body armor, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. I'm, I'm glad we're seeing Batman taking some shots. Um, I, it's very I really, uh, John Wick. Like, at first, like you said it, Doug, you liked the Gotham by <coughs> Gaslight type of thing. And I, at first, I was like, what is this? Like, a fuck dracula collar like what is going on here but in a practicality standpoint it's basically like a neck guard but he can still move his head around and he's not like you know christian bale batman begins where he's turning his whole body and can't can't move i I guarantee you the reason we didn't get a good quality fight scene for batman the nolan trilogy is because that damn rubber suit like they stopped making rubber suits and then we finally got what we wanted but practicality wise i i, I like that you could see that he was you could see that his utility belt was like a, a straight up utility belt there was a lot of stuff on there and i do like that he used the battering practically and it it served a purpose um but yeah I, I i dug it so and the mask had a very uh daredevil netflix feel to it for me yeah it was like i liked the nose part of it like it wasn't over the top i thought the ears were good um i actually just it looked like you know like a like a practical patent leather mask almost so i i, I kind of dug that a little bit um real quick i, I remember what i was going to say earlier there i got a couple of other vibes from the scene doug that you were talking about where it's like the criminals don't know where i am but they think i'm in every shadow like i got some serious dark knight returns vibes in that scene mm-hmm. like where mm-hmm. the gang was spray painting the bank and you know i was just like oh, i'm getting some 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 uh 
mutants vibe here where you know is batman gonna bring the city together and it was a little it was a little campy but i i kind of liked the campy i kind of liked the scene where he was leading the mayor elect and the people in the water with the freaking um flare flare like it was like it was like you know i don't know it it was kind of like the I'm the heart of the city and I'm, I'm actually the true North. You're, you have no choice, but to follow me. So I kind of, I kind of like that with, uh, with all the other, I guess, hysterics and action packed at the end. I don't know what you guys thought about that, but. I'm just, again, I'm, I can't believe that the Riddler did that. That was so not what we've known for him to do those kind of antics, you know, that was really, that was an over the top thing that the yeah. Riddler did. So that's what that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But overall, like I said, you know, I give it a nine. It was long, but it was a good, solid Batman movie. We got to see more of Batman than anything else. Um, everybody played their character to a T and I'm glad that I saw it. I thought it was good. Shout out to all the every you know Rob Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz and Colin Farrell and every, and Jeffrey Wright and everybody did a great job. I'm glad I saw it. I gave it nine out of ten. What were you gonna say, Doug? And I guess you can give your wrap up there. Yeah, I was just gonna comment that future Robin, the little boy, was in that scene with Batman and the Flare yes. too. So I, I kind of picked up on that too. Oh, you but, saw uh, what really? He was the one that he led out first. He was gonna lead the mayor yeah. elect out, but the boy was there. That almost brought me to tears too. I'm like, ugh. Okay. Yeah, but my my sum up would be, you know, I I think I'll stick with the 7 out of 10 score. Great Batman movie. I'd say good or very good movie overall. And uh, I really love the pacing of it, the immersion of it. This was a movie where the scenes take their time and he lets them play out, which I appreciated. Especially in contrast to seeing the trailer for Doctor Strange beforehand, which looks like it's going to be another two hours of constant special effects and stuff happening. So it was kind of day and night, (laughs) and and I prefer night uh, uh, with the Batman. (laughs) um i i think i'm still gonna stick with my seven out of ten uh rating uh pretty much everything you guys summed up i thought it was really good um i know i nitpicked about the the time frame but at the same time i i appreciate the length in terms of trying to set the tone and meet the characters and try to try to put a little things into context um i think that's beneficial instead of just hacking stuff i'd rather have more than less i guess that you know with all these comic book movies that we've gone through over the years and even going through Zack Snyder's Justice League last year like being let down and a lot of stuff being left on the cutting room floor so uh more is better than less I guess uh so overall I I thought it was excellent uh Rob you rap and then I got one question to pose to all of you guys and then we can so I think after this conversation I, I mean I haven't said too much about the acting but I do think it was really on par. I think I'm going to upgrade mine to an eight. I think I'll give it an eight. I didn't think, you know, one of the biggest critiques of the DC universe, at least cinematically, is that, you know, and most of these are Marvel fanboys and fangirls, like DC takes itself too seriously. I think the humor in this was organic. I thought it worked and I thought it, I, I, I thought it was great. I think there's, I want to see it again and probably dissect it a little bit more. But I, again, I was pleasantly surprised with Pattinson. Uh, I think I'm just going to shut up with whoever gets cast again. (laughs) Right. And learn your lesson. Damn it. I do have to throw this out there because Rich, you took it, but this is the first thing that came out of my mouth after watching. I was like, I am just really glad that they did not play the origin story again. They respected the audience enough to know 
Yeah. We've seen so many Batman movies that you know what caused this. So let's just get into year two and let's let's get rolling. So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. So after being pleasantly surprised with the Batmobile, if you guys could put three Batmobiles in your garage, which three are you picking? Mark, go. 66. You only have three. 66, this one, and Burton's. Okay. Rob? Come to me last. Doug? I'll go this one, uh, 89, and uh, the Tumblr from uh, the Nolan movies. Nice. Come on, Rob. I know you had die casts of every single one of them for God's sake. 66 for sure. Um, 89 for sure. Like those are two like majorly iconic shit. I knew I'd get you. I have to see it again because I'm going to I'm going to go with the Tumblr for now. Oh, but really? Again, like I don't think you saw too much of the car. Like I want to see inside the car. Like let me see you flip some some caution switches like Bert. You know, I, I want to see some some specs on the car other than a pretty kick-ass engine that hisses. So for now, that'll be in the fourth spot. But yeah, the, some of that's easy. I can we can throw away the forever bullshit. Yeah, I'm not interested. No, no, I retract. I'm taking the tumbler out, and we're gonna put Zack Snyder's ah, nice. with the 50 cal on it. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go with we'll go with that one. Ben Affleck's Batmobile was pretty badass, and Superman sideswiped it, and that was a pretty funny scene in Batman v Superman. So we'll go with that. <laughs> You? I'm going 66, uh, 89 Burton, and it was coming down between Zack Snyder's and this one, and I think I'm gonna go with this one. All right, very cool. Very well, cool. that concludes it was good, the yeah, it was what a was great this, movie. Second, second or third Doctor Doug movie review. Course. This is the third because we did the Zach, we did Joker first. That's right. Well, we didn't call it that yet, but thanks, Doug, for being on, buddy. It's no, thanks for having me on. It's always fun. Look forward to next time. I'm glad you were able to get back to the theater, man. Yeah, I know. Hopefully the first of many times. Right. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Mark. All right, guys. Another good episode. As always, don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. And this is Doug. This is Rob. Um, Hopefully you'll get to see this movie pretty soon. Um, Opening weekend is ending. Uh, So hopefully you can get back out there and support some theaters. I was uh I, I I missed that experience. So I appreciate you all listening again. Uh, if you've made it this far, then the spoiler alert doesn't matter for shit. So you already done messed that up. But um, if you want to send us an email, Heroes Home Base at Gmail. Uh, you can hit us up on our Facebook page, Heroes Home Base Podcast. Um, like, subscribe, all that good jazz, and we'll see you next time for episode fifty-seven. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. As Mark flosses his teeth. <laughs> I love what flossing. Was, I love it. I can't even stand it. I can't what was the name of that it. chick that got on you at work?
<laughs> I remember sitting at the bus at the train station in New York list pass. You're like, is this gross? I'm like, I don't really care, dude. That's the least gross thing. I've, I've seen some gross stuff and that that ain't it. Um, Actually, Rich, can you not put that in the episode? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right, Rich. Well, let's, let's wait get... for the washing oh. machine room to close. Oh. I'm sure you can hear that. I can't. Oh, well, I can. Oh, I better silence my phone before you yell at me. Oh, yeah. Silence your phone. Your dryer's done. My dryer's done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to step away and turn my buzzer off on my dryer so that it doesn't go off again. So please hold on a minute. Silence your phones. Silence your dryer. The other thing that I wanted to mention. Hold on. I was trying Somebody's my best. breaking into Mark's apartment. It's Brooklyn. It's that rawness. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to save somebody.